the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. Our second reading comes from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Listen, the message of the cross is foolishness to human wisdom, but for us it is the wisdom and power of God. When I came to you, sisters and brothers, I didn't come preaching God's secrets to you like I was an expert in speech or wisdom. I had made up my mind not to think about anything while I was with you except Jesus Christ and to preach him as crucified. I stood in front of you with weakness, fear, and a lot of shaking. My message and my preaching weren't, weren't presented with convincing wise words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I did this so that your faith might not depend on the wisdom of people, but on the power of God. What we say is wisdom to people who are mature, it isn't a wisdom that comes from the present day or from today's leaders who are being reduced to nothing. We talk about God's wisdom, which has been hidden as a secret. God determined this wisdom in advance before time began for our glory. It is a wisdom that none of the present-day rulers have understood because if they did understand it, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But this is precisely what is written. God has prepared for those who love God things that no eye has seen or ear has heard things that haven't crossed the mind of any human being. God has revealed these things to us through the Spirit. The Spirit searches everything, including the depths of God. Who knows a person's depths except their own spirit that lives in them? In the same way, no one has known the depths of God except God's Spirit. We haven't received the world's Spirit, but God's Spirit, so that we can know the things given to us by God. These are the things we are talking about, not with words taught by human wisdom, but with words taught by the Spirit. We are interpreting the Spirit's things to Spirit-filled people. 
But people who are not spirit-filled don't accept the things from God's spirit. Such things are foolishness to them and cannot be understood because they can only be comprehended through the spirit. Spirit-filled people comprehend everything. But they themselves aren't understood by anyone. Who has known the mind of the Lord, says Isaiah? Who will advise the Almighty? But we have the mind of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever experienced that crystalline moment, that sudden dawning of comprehension, the realization that you don't know what's going on? In my own life, I think back to a tense conversation with a, a roommate. I can see us now in our house in Minneapolis, he and I on opposite sides of a kitchen with walls the color of eggplant. I can feel the humidity of a June evening settling on my skin. I can hear my heartbeat pulsing in my chest. And as we went around in circles a third or fourth time, the realization came, I don't understand what's happening here. Maybe you've had a conversation or an argument like that too. Uh, one sometimes bewildering, sometimes bemusing. Maybe you woke up this morning to photographs of fires in the streets, images from last night's protests. Presumably, the world wasn't burning down when you went to sleep, and now you're playing catch-up. My argument with my roommate coincidentally took place a few days before Pentecost, this day that we commemorate miraculous understanding. This day, Pentecost Sunday, our world needs that miracle again. We needed that miracle on Monday when a white police officer in Minneapolis drove his knee into the neck of an unarmed black man. The spirit would have opened his ears to hear George Floyd pleading, saying, I can't breathe. He would have heard Floyd call out for his mother before he succumbed to his injuries. We needed the miracle of understanding all this week as riots ravaged Minneapolis, then St. Paul, then cities across the nation. Ears opened by the Spirit would have heard in those riots the language of the unheard 
Those are Dr. King's words from 54 years ago. Riots are the language of the unheard. They are not the flares of short-term frustration. They are decades of violence and repression breaking open, howling in pain. We needed that miracle of understanding on Friday here in Schuyler County because the rollout to phase two of New York Forward stumbled over contradictory communication. We could have used the Spirit's gifts to translate between Albany and Watkins Glen. For the mayor of Watkins Glen, Mayor Lezik, along with the mayor of Odessa, decided to sow seeds of division. Today, on Pentecost Sunday, we need the miracle of understanding. No, we need more than a miracle. Because what we call miracles, the New Testament calls acts of power. We need the power of God's love and wisdom to reshape the world. We're not alone in this. Paul relied on God's power to share the gospel with the people of Corinth because otherwise the wisdom he had received would have sounded to them like a load of crock. Christ crucified? That's wisdom? Indeed, it is, as Paul writes, a wisdom that none of the present-day rulers have understood. Because if they did understand it, if they did understand God's wisdom, they would never have crucified Jesus or anyone. The wisdom of a world obsessed with its own power only understands flexing its muscles, making right with might. The wisdom of this world order is only too willing to crucify troublemakers, whether they are the son of God or a man suspected of trying to pass a forged $20 bill. Paul relied on God's power and God's spirit because as the saying goes, no one was ever argued into the kingdom of God. It isn't logic, but love that moves us. It's love, vulnerable and willing to testify in the face of death that catches us off guard. It's love, forgiving enemies that moves us to the moment of realization. I don't understand God but I want to know more. On Pentecost Day and every day, we need the Spirit's miraculous act of power to open ears and unstop hearts.
We need it for our country. We need it for our church as we discern how to be the body of Christ together. I know that I need the Spirit's presence in my life. So what do we do? The disciples waited together in Jerusalem just as Jesus had instructed. I don't like waiting. They were waiting, yes, but, but they weren't playing solitaire or picking their noses. They were praying, talking to God. I can talk to God. We all can. Here's what I know about God. God listens. God listened to Moses. God listened to the disciples. God listens to people protesting in the streets. God listens to us. And more. God doesn't stand at a distance, sympathetic but unable to act. God pours out the Spirit on all flesh on Moses and on the disciples, on elders and young people, on unsuspecting Eldad and Medad, on Pentecost pilgrims, on Paul, on us. Beloved friends, we have not received the spirit of this world order, the spirit of violence, of flexing muscles and foregoing relationships. We have received the same spirit who searches and knows the depths of God. In other words, we have received God's own self poured into our hearts. This is not out of character for the Almighty who shared life with us as a poor man from Nazareth. This is not out of character for the Creator who walked in the garden with our first parents. This is the character of the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, whose vision of the future is incomplete without coming to dwell with us. How else can God wipe away every tear if God is not close enough to brush our salt-stained cheeks? The Apostle James encouraged the church, anyone who needs wisdom should ask God whose very nature is to give to everyone without a second thought, without keeping score. Wisdom will certainly be given to those who ask. I believe Paul would agree. I know Ingrid Rasmussen, senior pastor at Holy Trinity Lutheran Church, would agree. Holy Trinity sits just off Lake Street in Minneapolis, near the epicenter of the riots, within sight of the building that used to be the headquarters of the third precinct before it was burnt down. In the days since the first protests and 
the riots that followed, this church has opened its doors to people seeking refuge. They have a medic station to flush tear gas from stinging eyes. They have food and water and diapers and toilets and a place to pray. They didn't volunteer for this, not exactly. In fact, they could have boarded up the windows and evacuated with so many others. That would have been prudent according to the prevailing wisdom. On Thursday, Pastor Ingrid reflected on the ways the world's wisdom shapes her life. She writes, it shows up in my want to know the ending before I agree to begin. I learned early on that one ought to play out all the possible scenarios and weigh the potential risks and potential rewards before taking on something new. When we received the call last night about attending to our neighbor's most basic needs, church leaders did not have time to sketch out all the scenarios. And we didn't have the information necessary to do a thorough cost-benefit analysis. What we had instead were our neighbors standing right in front of us and asking us for help. Turns out Jesus rarely said, thanks so much for asking for healing. Can I get back to you with an answer in a couple weeks after our next committee meeting? Don't get me wrong, she continues. I believe discernment is a spiritual gift. I also wonder if when used to control, discernment can distance us from neighbors. Prudence can impede our ability to listen deeply. Judiciousness can stunt our ability to love wholeheartedly. Shrewdness can cause us to spend so much of our lives protecting what is ours that we lose sight of the life-giving call to give everything away. Today, I met new neighbors, watched donations stream in, witnessed strangers care for each other, observed the resiliency of Holy Trinity's staff and volunteers, and felt the spirit piecing our fragments together into something called beloved community. And I was reminded that if we had needed to know the ending before beginning, we would have missed out on the great beauty that arises even in the face of brutal violence. The wisdom of God is the wisdom of Jesus Christ, crucified, willing to love us to the bitter end. That wisdom is the Spirit's gift to us, unblocking our ears to listen. In fact, when I think back to that conversation, that argument with my roommate in the eggplant purple kitchen, I suspect that 
listening was not my first priority. But listening must be our priority to be the church now more than ever. Our elders have difficult decisions to make concerning how we might gather to worship in person. We will need to listen to our conversation partners, which includes area congregations, the experiences of other churches, and the governor's office. We will need to listen to each other, praying for understanding when our stomachs rumble. And like the children of Israel, we cry out for meat with the Spirit's help, we can listen with compassion and then refocus our attention on the gracious gift of manna that God provides in the wilderness. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians will be another conversation partner in the coming weeks. I'm glad of that because his words encourage me. We have the mind of Christ. Beneath the chatter of our monkey mind is the mind of Christ, God's wisdom, God's very self shared with us. Beyond our anxieties and fears and grudges and confusions is the mind of Christ who promised his disciples that the Holy Spirit would empower them to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. And so, friends, let us call out, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. For the Spirit brings us the gifts of grace, power and wisdom fierce tenderness, and a listening heart, and a community in which God's love can flourish and grow. For such grace, let us give all glory and gratitude to God, from whom all things come, through whom we live, to whom we belong, body and soul. Amen.